Welcome back to Backward Point Podcast. My name is Nazar Sayed. I am your co-host. I am the PSL draft leader. I am the one who knocks. No, it's not me. The one who knocks, though, is sitting in front of me. Bashar Sayed, co-host, co-producer, and Lahore Kalindas aficionado. Welcome back to the podcast, Bashar. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, can you tell people why you look like Atif Aslam from... It was really cold outside. If you know, you know. It was really cold outside and I just came back from Toronto's Christmas market. Highly recommend, not sponsored. Uh, just a good time. Time with the wife. A little time away from the child. It was fun times. And now my hair is a mess, so I'm trying to protect it. Also vibes. Why not? You know, it's winter time. And we're discussing the PSL draft. The Australia versus Pakistan series is going on. Trying to look good for the podcast, man. What's wrong with you? People said last episode, you look kind of sad. And I told them it's because moments before that podcast was recorded, Mikhail vomited on your new sweater. Oh, man. So you yes. had to change it. I had a wardrobe picked out. I was looking good. New shopping from Old Navy. Again, not sponsored. And yes, I was burping my son and he just literally, I took the tag out like two seconds before he threw up on the entire jumper. So it is sad. But you he know also what? threw up on one of my favorite black shirts recently. Same day. In the span of two hours, he killed two really good and really important pieces, articles of clothing. And you know what? We take it into our stride. It's almost as if he was Shaheen Afridi with the new ball and uh, you were Rohit Sharma, I was uh, KL Rahul. We could not play him. We could not be played. He was the one who was playing (laughs) us. Definitely. He was in control. But speaking of Shaheen Afridi, speaking of Lahore Kalandras, today we're talking about the PSL draft. It just happened a few hours ago. Fresh. You know, fresh news from, was it Lahore? Was where it ha- was it, happening? it was Lahore at the PCB headquarters. PCB headquarters. Okay. I don't know. They, they had a headquarters if you wanted to, if you, I don't know if they branded it like that, but I guess, I guess that's what we're calling it. The PCB headquarters where most of the drama from boxing cricket stems from. The- Speaking of drama, they called in Kumayu Saeed and Adnan Siddiqui for the draft. And they were just uh, talking to some of the players, uh, some of the coaches in between when teams are, you know, finalizing their picks. And there was this moment between Adnan Siddiqui and Akib Javed. Adnan Siddiqui apparently turns out to be a very big Akib Javed fan. And, and you know, who's not? And I, I'm going to repeat his word. He said, Akib Javed, I used to see you ball and uh, your hair was so flamboyant. It used to fly all over the place, you know, while you were running in, sometimes towards the right, sometimes towards the left. left. And he also said there was the same thing with your balls. <laughs> he said, your balls will sometimes go to the right, go to the left. And I think, oh, I think he man. meant the cricket balls that Akib Javed Bhai bowled. And in response, Akib Javed said, you know, I have not heard that comment from a man before. It's typically women commenting on my balls. Oh, my God. And, um, <laughs> what is this, this happened? It was national television on YouTube Live. What is happening on the PSL draft? Insanity. Adnan Siddiqui shooting a shot. Akib Javed. Just, you know, just, you know, a little right bit left. of a, right left, <laughs> just right lefting it. Crazy, crazy scenes from the PSL draft. And that's not even the craziest thing that happened. Although, you know, Akib Javed's balls do swing left and right, as I would know, because I was really up close to him this GT20 season. Uh, you know, shout outs to the gang who know what I'm talking about. But there was a lot to talk about, a lot to unpack, a lot to learn from this draft. We got to learn that Karachi continues to be a disappointing team, even though uh, arguably, allegedly, the more toxic players have left Karachi. Amir went to Islamabad. 
Imad went. Amir went to Quetta. Amir went to Quetta. Imad, Imad went to Islamabad. My bad. And uh, Shah Masood is captain. It just should be a good time to be a Pakistan or to, to good time to be a cricket fan of Karachi. But I don't know, man. They have a new coach as well, Phil Simmons. Uh, I think he's new to the the PSL because he called it the PCL. Of and course, the, and then he was corrected uh, today. He's like, it's a, it's the PCL. Oh no, it's actually the PSL. Uh, he was talking about PTCL, the really important <laughs> broadband, <and> very <laughs> the broadband internet that never works. <laughs> also not sponsored. Definitely yet, not yet, sponsored yet. Call us. Heather Azhar was also appointed as the manager. So it seems like they're doing a facelift, a a revamp of the whole setup. Heather mentioned that they're looking to rebuild the Karachi Kings team. At the same time, they have picked Kyron Pollard, who has retired from cricket for the past... 10 years, at least. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I've been seeing him since I can remember. Um, And a couple of other really old guys, like Shoaib Malik is there. What Heather actually said was he's trying to look at the future while also looking at this next season. So he had to do two different things at the same time, which actually are two opposing things. You can't be looking at the future. You know, the long-term... long-term effects of the the franchise at the same time also wanting to win the next PSL. That's not going to happen. If if you learn anything from the NBA teams, which this model is sort of picked from, where you you have a draft, you trade players, you sign new players. When when a team is going through rebuild, they don't care about who's winning the NBA chip. They just care about getting the best players that they can, building them for the next two to three years, building team chemistry, and, and just building a repertoire that they can follow with the players that they have on board or get them as good enough so that they can basically trade them off to get a star player. And uh, I don't think that was the plan for Karachi Kings. I'm glad that we started from the bottom from Karachi Kings on this PSL draft review. Not really surprising, not really shocking. I'd be surprised if they make it to the top four. What do you think? I think uh, teams should learn from Lahore Kalanders. You make a good team for the future by picking good local players and you know how the PSL draft works is that before the draft even happens you need to retain eight players and uh, a number of them have to be local players some of them have to be foreign players Lahore what we've seen for the past two to three years is is they've tried their best to build a core group of local players in Shaheen Afridi in Fakhar Zaman in Haris Rov Dullah Shafiq Zaman Khan and along that, they have some core foreign players like David Wiese, Sikandar Raza, Rashid Khan, who is currently injured, but they've still retained him um, in the silver category only because they don't lose him. Uh, and if, if they don't retain him, he goes back into the draft and then he's up for grabs. Now, Rashid has mentioned that he's gone through a back surgery and he loves the Lahore franchise so much that he wants to only play for LQ. So it's not only the fact that they have a core group, but it's a core group who is loyal to the team, who wants to only play for this team. Unlike Naseem Shah, who was part of one of the big PSL trades that have happened um, this HBL PSL 9 season. It was sort of the talk of the whole um, trade window. Um, And ultimately what happened is that Naseem Shah expressed to the owner of Quetta Gladiators that he does not want to play for Quetta anymore. He wants to look for a new challenge. Um, and that's when other teams started to approach Quetta for trade offers. 
because if you look at it, uh, Nassim Shah is sort of an asset for Quetta, and it didn't really make sense for them to just release him into the draft to get picked. They thought it would be better to trade him for other better players. And I know, you know, Peshawar approached Quetta, Multan approached Quetta, but the best offer was given by Islamabad finally. And the trade went like Nassim Shah went from Quetta to Islamabad for Abrar Ahmed and Masim Jr. to go from Islamabad to Quetta. Who do you think won that trade? No, I think Quetta did a good job because Abrar is uh, is a pretty handy spinner in, in white ball cricket for the when PSL. He's fit. When he's fit. Um, Wasim Jr. could be pretty handy in the death overs with the reverse swing. Uh, pretty gun fielder. He can snack it in the end. So I think it's good. Also, I mean, Nassim Shah is coming off of a really serious shoulder injury. So we don't even know at this point how good is he going to be. Will he be back to old Nassim Shah standards? Or is he going to be struggling for a few games up until he gets back into full rhythm? Yeah, I think immediately I would say that Kuwaita Gladiators won that trade. But in long terms, depending on how effective Nassim Shah can be either this season or next season, we'll have to see who wins that trade. Ultimately, it comes down to who can get you that chip, who can win you the PSL in its entirety. Nassim Shah definitely is that person who can, who can step up when needs to be. But it has to be when he's fit. And same thing with Abrar. Abrar currently is not playing the first test match against Australia because of a, of a thigh-hamstring situation. And that's sort of been his situation throughout his career. Like, he was discovered in 2017, could not debut until 2021. Even after he debuted, there were always, you know, moments where they needed the, the team needed him. He wasn't able for this, that, or the other reason. And then, again, shows, shows up again in this series. If Abrar continues to be a liability, then this trade will sort of go leaning towards Islamabad. But I believe that if Abrar can show up, he will definitely be one of those people to watch out in the Quita, Quita camp. One of the other big trades was Imad Wasim going from Karachi Kings to Islamabad United for Hassan Ali. Now, it seems like... Um, I would say Islamabad won that trade just because Imad Wasim right now, I would say is in prime form in terms of bowling, in terms of his batting. I don't think he's been batting this well as he has in his career in the past. So again, it's, it's a good replacement because Hassan Ali, a new ball bowler versus Imad Wasim, who also bowls with the new ball, gets that in-drift going in, uh, and also a very, very handy left-hand batsman. So I think it was a good trade for Islamabad. Definitely, but if we're, we're talking about Kuwait a little bit more, Kuwait gets Mohamed Amir, and they have Mohamed Wasim Jr. as well. So this do seem like they have a formidable bowling attack. But apart from that, Kuwait retains Surfraz as captain as well. What do you think are Kuwait's chances after this team? They they seem like they have a strong team. They have Sherfin Rutherford, who just won the GT20, single handedly won uh, the GT20 for his team. I'm forgetting what his team was. It was a playoff game, uh, Montreal Tigers, and he, I think he hit like uh, a cup, two or three sixes in the end. Even in the, in the semifinals as well. That, it was the semifinals. The finals was Andre Russell who smashed, I think, yeah, but a he couple was, of sixes. Sherfin Rutherford was there On the other him. end. Yeah, he was yeah. He was maintaining the strike. It's a genuine six-hitter. Genuine and clear, clean six-hitter. And he actually has the temperament to bat the innings as well, if need be, like we saw in the final of that GT20. We're actually live there and we saw the temperament. We saw, we saw the will to make sure that the team comes on to the w- winning end. So Kuwaita do look, for, do look formidable, but do you think they have what it takes to secure the win? 
honestly, they look good on paper every season. Uh, but then they just uh, they keep losing these matches. Uh, they have a, a Castain is coming back from injury. I don't know how effective he's going to be. Mohamed Amr, sort of alone with the new ball, uh, doesn't have much um, support there. Hasaranga is there, but he, I don't know if he's fully fit yet. Uh, they do have Usman Kader in the back as a spinner. Uh, I do think their batting in terms of their foreign players is quite explosive. They have Jason Roy, they have Bradley Rousseau, and then Sherfay and Rutherford in the middle overs. Uh, and I'm sure uh, there's going to be uh, Sarfraz and is also there uh, to support him as well. So uh, we'll see. I think uh, with the PSL, it's like whoever performs on the day. But typically, just with the respect of the core group, I feel like Lahore and Islamabad look a bit more gelled. Um, just to win that championship. They have people that have been playing that franchise for years now. And that speaks volumes, especially if you know what the sort of mentality is, what the team motto is. We've spoken to Samin Ran on this podcast previously. And if you understand the Dil Se Kalandar motto, and if you understand that they believe in their team, not just on paper, but spiritually, it's a whole dynamic, the Kalandar dynamic. I think... Lahore does have the edge because of that. Not only do they have one of the greatest T20 players of all time in Shaheen Afridi, but they have that mentality. Uh, their motto for this season is hashtag Kalandar Brothers. Ooh, that's nice. I like that. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I heard about it today. And um, there was just one moment where they're talking about, um, so Lahore picked Salman Irshad, who was their find from Kashmir as part of the PDP program. Salman went on to do some great things, played um, in the CPL. He's turning into a really good death overs bowler. Uh, he was playing alongside Imad Asim and Mohamed Amr for the Jamaican Talawas team. And he bowled pretty good in the CPL. So he looks like a, a good uh, bowler for T20s. So Lahore Kalanders picked to, uh, Salman Rashad. And, you know, while Atif Rana is speaking about how emotional he was about picking uh, Salman back in the team, right, you know, for him to be in Peshawar, to now come back to Kalanders, back to where he belongs, back to where his roots are. <laughs> yeah, While he was saying that, Mohamed Akram from Peshawar Zalmi uh, played the right to match RTM card to get back the Manishad to Peshawar. I saw that. He's like, um, I hear you, but that's not going to happen. We're not giving yeah. him away. We can't let him go. Tough. Tough for Atif Rana, man. What can I say? Was Samir not in, at, at the draft? I didn't no, see him. No, he wasn't there. Maybe he's still in Canada. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, good. good. <laughs> Some never... of the other big PSL trades were uh, Iftikhar Ahmed going to Multan Sultans for Rally Rousseau, and then Sean Masood to Karachi Kings uh, for Fasil Akram. Sean was also announced as the captain of uh, Karachi Kings. So it seems like captaincy is just swinging at him from all corners. He's 34. He's lucky for Sean. Either the green, the white ball captaincy, sorry, the white shirt captaincy. And now Karachi can cap- captaincy. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Sean Masood is pretty good at, at T20s as well. You know, 15 the final of the T20 World Cup. Can't forget. One of the highest scorers of that match against India. Can't forget. So It was funny because every match he actually scored runs, Pakistan lost. I mean. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. What do you... Oh, <laughs> that's, that's mean. That's just mean. A bit off topic, but I, I just feel like, like what kind of a decision it, it, it is. Is it to make Sean Masood your test captain, 34 years old, 28 batting average, uh, 150 in the last couple of years in test matches, and you know a, a guy who barely makes the cut in the playing 11 is now your captain? 
He scored a double century against PM11. Does that affect his test match stats? I mean, it's first class, is it not? It's, it's the first class I game. Mean, and it's according. It's a, you have to. Okay, I see what you're saying. In, con, in, in, in the broader context, yes, mediocre. But you have to sort of look at it as an isolated incident now. Like, whatever's happened before has happened. You have to move forward in this series so far. One double century not out. I'll take it. But you need to understand this is Pakistan cricket. This is high pressure cricket. And ultimately, if his batting fails alongside the Pakistan team, it's just going to put double pressure on him. Okay, this is good. Do you think that his appointment as Karachi Kings captain is also unfair? No, I think he's a pretty decent D20 player, right? Uh, He's performed pretty good on the PSL uh, for Multan Sultans. Uh, They've gone to a final. They've won once. And I think Sean is a pretty decent T20 player. He's technically very good. I think he's a, he's a good cricketing brain who understands stats and data. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's franchise cricket, so there's not much for me to criticize. But when it comes to test match cricket for Pakistan, the highest form of cricket there is, I think that deserves a bit more scrutiny. I hear you. Let's move on to the next team. Let's talk about Peshawar Zalmi. Babar Azam, the king. Will he be able to do it? Well, he's got a pretty good side. Uh, he, he's just picked in uh, Asif Ali, who was released by uh, Islamabad United because they weren't able to retain him. So he went back into the draft and uh, they picked him uh, in the diamond category. He's been having a great season. He's won a few trophies in the Lankan Premier League, the uh, Zimafro T10, and just recently in the Abu Dhabi T10. So it seems like trophies are following Asif Ali where he goes. And, you know, Babar Azam would love a trophy in the PSL. It's something he hasn't seen in a while. He hasn't seen in a while, especially not as his captain. And you know what? At least Babar can say that he has one more PSL trophy than uh, Virat Kohli. <laughs> I was going to say, someone said that of all the players that were unpicked in the PSL, Virat Kohli also went unpicked. Genuinely. Unsold. Here's another stat. If we're talking about Virat Kohli stats, Sohail Tanvir has more IPL trophies than Virat Kohli does. That's crazy. To Think about that. Just think about that. Sit there and think. Sohail Tanvir has more IPL trophies than Virat Kohli. Rao Aftikhar Anjum has more T20 World Cups than Virat Kohli. (laughs) That's crazy. Fact check me, but I think he was part of that team that won in in, uh, 09. I think he was. Now that I I think about it. I feel like I see him. I remember seeing him. Yeah, now you see him everywhere because he's part of the committee. Yeah. Uh, the most exciting part about Peshawar to me is their top order, their batting, oh, which is Babar Azam, Saim Ayub, Muhammad Haris. I love it. Inject that into my veins. I, I love the attacking approach that they have. Um, and then you have, you know, uh, uh, Tom Kohler Cadmore, TKC, also a very good uh, attacking bats that just complements um, Saim and Haris up top. I also think the Asif Ali inclusion is really good just because. Babar Azam's critics always talk about strike rate. Let's say Babar plays 10 overs, 10 overs, 80. You know, that's what we're at, 80 for three, 80 for two. Now you have the last 10 overs, Asif Ali comes in, he can play his natural game, he can go for a couple of sixes, 200 strike rate. You can build an innings and then just completely launch from there to a 180, 200 target in the last 10. So I, I like this inclusion of Asif Ali. It sort of makes Peshawar a more complete dynamic team. Uh, there's also an emerging pick they have, Mohamed Zishan. I'm not sure if you heard uh, six foot eight bowler, seventeen years old. Is this the guy from the Asia Cup? He is from the Asia Cup. Right. Yeah, he, so he's just playing the Asia Cup currently in the under nineteen for Pakistan, and he's been shining. His yorkers and his fast bowling, 
insane insanity. I've seen a few clips and I'm like, wow, well, didn't he take like six wickets recently? He did. Uh second best figures, I think, after Shahin Afridi. So if that's a comparison, you know, 17 good, years good of age ahead. too, right? He's good, yeah. 17 years of age. Uh I think uh, needs to work a bit more on his fitness. I, we don't want him to be another Mohammed Irfan who is just a high base off of his height. Uh work on his line length, get him to play some long form, four day cricket, first class cricket. Um, and hopefully he'll be a good prospect. Sounds good to me. I would love to see him and what he does in Pichara's Army. And I think Pichara's Army looks good. Do you think they'll be able to make it to the playoffs? I hope so. I mean, they're without Vahab Riaz for, Which is good. I think, the first time. Good but luck. Bro, respect for Vahab because he's the highest wicket taker in the PSL. So, I mean, credit where it's due. I mean... Remember that one season where he had a mustache like uh, Mitchell Johnson? And then his celebration was like, after every wicket, he would just play with his mustache? Oh, Lord, no. I, I'm trying to forget that, actually. I'm trying to do a whole spotless mind situation where it just takes it out of my brain and I have to think about it. I actually want someone to zap me and forget about the fact that he's actually sports minister of Punjab and also the chairman of the selection committee. Yes. Zap me. Zap me right now. We have the Muldan team, who is captained by Rizwan, and they, like you mentioned, they traded uh, Raleigh Rousseau for Aftikhar Ahmed, so he's also there in the platinum category. They also had the first pick in this PSL uh, and they picked David Willey uh, alongside Khuzdil Shah uh, in the diamond category with Osama Mir. Osama Mir and diamond. I wouldn't pick him in silver if I had it too. That's why you're not Muslim. I'm not CEO, bro. That's why you're back no, I, I guess his PSL stats are pretty good. Uh, but I think, yeah, Muslim looks like a good team. They've got some really interesting picks. I really like their bowling with Abbas Afridi, who I think is very underrated. He was the highest wicket trigger of the PSL. Took a hat, hat trick at the GG20 as well. Yes, we saw him pl- uh, ball live and he has some interesting variations. Um, a back good of the hand floor ball. Yes, uh, death uh, in the death. He has some good Yorkers. And I just think it could be a good prospect. Maybe uh, we need to also give him an opportunity uh, up top because he performed very well in this last uh, national T20 Cup. Yeah, generally. And wasn't he picked by Lahore first? Isn't he a Lahore find? No, I, I think he was playing for Zalmi one season. I, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, and then he went to Multan and then he actually started taking wickets and performing better. No, he's good. He's definitely one of those names that was coming up for the World Cup in response of Nassim Shah's injury. People really wanted him to go to India, but you know what? He'll have more opportunities in the future to do that. Firstly, because there's lots of tournaments coming in India. And secondly, because he's a genuinely good bowler. I think he has, he has a lot of perspective. He has, he has a lot of prospect in the future to shine for Pakistan. And I think Muzal Zantan will do good to have him in, in, the, in the bowling attack. Do you think he'll, he'll take the new ball? No, I think he's more of a first change and then middle over slash death bowler. So probably not the new ball. Uh, they do have, you know, Esan Rulabat to ball the new ball. Chana Wadhani as well. Uh, Reese Topley and obviously David Willey. So they have multiple options to ball with the new ball. The is, one pick that I'm sort of interested to see more of is Fasil Akram in the emerging category. He's the He's a left arm leg spinner. I, I would say you call him orthodox, left arm orthodox. Uh, because I don't think you're allowed to say Chinaman anymore. Sure. For obvious reasons, I guess. Yeah. So he's a left <laughs> arm orthodox bowler. And uh, I think he's very young. I think he's like 17 or 18. So if properly groomed, he could be the Kuldeep Yadav of Pakistan. Of course. And God knows we need a genuine spinner. It's been a while since we've seen one. Babar would also love to face him in the nets. Just to get more practice. For sure. Uh, that's, that's a good sign. Multan Sultan making the playoffs or not? 
top four for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. With Rizwan's captaincy and all, I think uh, it has a has a good balance. If Tukhar Ahmed is also in it, he definitely brings in the balance. And of course, why not Khuzil Shah? Now, if we move and come towards the last team, now this team especially specifically, I wanted to talk about Islamabad United, obviously. And uh, the one thing that I loved about this, you can talk about whatever their picks, and we'll get into it. How awesome were their coats? Varsity jackets. Those varsity jackets were insane. I loved it. I want one. I want one that says N on it. I want one for you that says B on it. Right now, we are, at least for me, we started talking about merch and what we want on t-shirts and sweatshirts and whatever is looking forward for the next year. And that was like one of the things I wanted for Backward Point was like a varsity jacket. I don't know how uh, shippable or sellable it would be. Maybe we could do like a 10, you know, special edition, only 10 released. But looking at those varsity jackets, I was really inspired. I was like, this is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Plus, you know, a personal friend of the podcast, Azam Khan was there. Looked great. Azam, genuinely, the varsities look good on you. And anything Nassim Shah wears looks amazing. So kudos to Islamabad's team for, for doing that. That actually, I liked it. Speaking of Nassim Shah, one of the craziest picks in PSL history Islamabad United picked Naseem Shah, Hunan Shah, and Obed Shah. All three brothers, uh, Hunan and Obed, were in the emerging category. So we might be seeing uh, an all-brother fastballing trio for the first time. And the last time any team saw three brothers playing for the same team was Kamar Akmal, Atnan Akmal, and Umar Akmal. So lots to follow up for them. Why did you have to do that, bro? Why did you have to do that? You start with such amazing news and then you have to compare it to the worst thing that happened to Pakistan cricket. Really? I mean, Kavish from Patreon says, we want to see a triple shot attack for Islamabad United. Of course, I want to see that as well. But I want to forget that the Akmals ever played for Pakistan. Uh, the only person from that family that I want to retain is the Azams, the Babur Azams, of course. But Naseem Shah, Hunan Shah, and Ubatsha, it reminds me of the Antetokounmpo brothers. Have you heard about this? Giannis is... Two brothers also play in the NBA. One plays with Giannis in the Bucks, And it's sort of like that situation to me where Nassim is obviously the Giannis of the situation and his brothers Hunan and Ubaid are also playing in it. And uh, obviously the Andre Tegumbar brothers have a lot to follow up to. Same with Hunan and Ubaid. Nassim is a generational talent. He's genuinely one of the greatest Pakistani fastballers currently playing. And he has a lot to live up to. A lot of big names, big shoes to fill. And it just would be great to see Hunan and Ubaid do it. Now, one of these brothers is playing for under-19 Pakistan Asia Cup right now. Which one is it, Bashar? It's uh, Ubaid. I just saw an in-swinging middle stump bowled by him recently against Afghanistan. Boy, is he great. He has that same stingy action that Naseem has. Very similar. A little bit more swing, I would say, in the air. And he knows how to bowl it in the right areas. I would love to see that bowling attack. Naseem and Ubaid going at it. First change, Hunan. And give it to me, bro. Imagine then, in five years. Second change, Fahim Ashraf. You, you got you to gotta femo me up, bro. Imagine in five years, the Pakistan team's bowling attack is going to be Naseem, Hunan, and Obed. Love it. it. It'll, like, it's, we've never seen anything like this before. I right? love it. The Wall Brothers have played for Australia. We had the Flower Brothers for Zimbabwe. I mentioned the Akmal Brothers of Pakistan. Uh, and Pratan I'm sure Brothers from India. For, for India. And I'm sure many others which I'm missing out for. But... A, a a brother trio playing in the same eleven, I I can't recall a scenario where that's ever happened. So this is truly spectacular. 
a uh, question about the Akman brothers. Not that we've already mentioned them. Have the three of them all played together in one game? No. So no, they were in the squad then? They were in a squad. Uh, I don't think they've ever, ever played together. Um, I think it's probably because, you know, Kamran and Adnan were sort of keepers. So only one of them could play at the same time. So I don't think Kamran and Adnan have ever played together. Of course, one's a replacement for the other. Totally makes sense. Yeah. I mean, Islamabad looks great. Azam Khan, the form that he's in right now in the National T20 Cup, wanted for Karachi Whites, I believe. And then now he's just looking to take that same form, turn it into an, an all-star, all-around performance. And uh, looking forward to what Azam does. I gave him a shout when he won the National T20 Cup. And, you know, really proud of him for what he's doing. I really hope we do see him in the greens. I told him that as well. I hope we see him in the greens soon. His, the and only thing that's sort of... This is okay for you now. I'm just saying that the only thing that's holding him back is his fitness. I hope that he does focus on it. I do see his snaps coming in every day. You know, he's at the gym. He's training really hard. And I hope that the fitness goes up. The performance will keep going up. And he'll do wonders for Pakistan as well. There's something about Azam Khan's confidence that I'm seeing when he's on the crease. It's as if he's fearless, as if he understands his game a bit more. And it's, it's not easy to hit clean sixes as he does. And, you know, he may, he may not be in the top 10 run scorers of the National D20, but the runs he did score uh, were at a good strike rate, lots of sixes, and he won some clutch matches for Karachi. Clean hitting, bro. There was one shot that I saw of Azam in the National T20 Cup. I believe it was the final. Could have been the semifinal. The point shot over six. For six. You know, I saw him play the same shot here in Canada live against Carlos Brathwaite. And it's, uh, it's a length ball. He backs away and then he just plays a cut shot, like a slice over point. And it's a guaranteed boundary and he hit a six to Brathwaite. I think Azam Khan's going to be one of the most exciting players to watch in this PSL. He has a lot to show for, a lot to offer, and a lot to deliver for. And uh, I'm excited to see what happens with Islamabad. I, I played Islamabad in the top two. Nothing is stopping Islamabad currently, except for injuries or just extremely bad form, which I don't see happening. I think Islamabad is going to be your top two. I just love how explosive the Islamabad batting lineup is. I mean, Alex Sills, Colin Monroe, Jordan Cox, Shadab Khan, Azam Khan, Imad Wasim. These are all players who have strike rates of over 135, 140, and they will just play with one mindset, which is to hit nonstop and and that's sort of the, the brand of cricket that I like to play. And I hope that just translates to the Pakistan team one day. Last question about siblings. I see a Shadab Khan and a Shahab Khan. Any, any relation? No, I, I don't think so. Okay, I so Islamabad just so. was able to just, you know, rhyming it up as well. There is one relation though. Uh, Islamabad have picked Shamil Hussain in their supplementary category. And he is the son of anchor Tarat Hussain. Oh, vibes. I didn't yeah. know that. Cool. Lefty opening batsman. Good for him. All right, sounds good. I think we covered the entire, the entire PSL draft. We're really excited about what the, the draft will look like, how it will play out in the next coming months, and uh, lots of stuff happening for the PSL, specifically on this podcast. We'll be excited to maybe even start some live streaming, Bashar. What do you think? Yeah, hopefully uh, live streams could be a thing. We haven't uh, done it yet. We've talked about it in the World Cup. Uh, maybe it's this test series could be a good one because it, of how the times have synced. It seems um, daunting. I don't know. It's, I'm a bit scared about it. This podcast, even though we highly, we don't highly produce it, but we rarely, I meant, we rarely edit anything, honestly. It's just maybe a little cuff here and there, but I'd still, 
you being live has a little bit of an effect. I feel daunted by it, but I, we have to try it eventually. I guess with the PSL, there's nothing to lose. Because in the end, Black Sun wins. Oh my God. Right. Okay. I wanted to talk about, just before we go, the unpicked players of the PSL. And the list is, it's kind of daunting to me. You know, some of the big players of Black Sun Cricket have uh, gone unpicked. Umar Akmal, Ahmed Shahzad, Heather Ali, Sharjil Khan, Arshad Iqbal, Hussain Talat, Amir Yameen, Muhammad Huraira, Muhammad Musa, Danish Aziz. Now, we can see Ahmed Shahzad's PR campaign failed. Did not work. And uh, I'm not sure if he wasn't picked because of the PR cam- campaign. Uh, because he performed very well for Lahore Whites uh, in the National G20 Cup. He finished as the seventh highest run getter, scored 344 runs in nine innings, 450s. Structured of 133, average of 43, and still goes unpicked in the PSL. Shocking, because the PR campaign came out of nowhere. Did you see that coming? I mean, it was all over Twitter. Every journalist that I don't like, and everybody else on Cricket Twitter was just pumping the Ahmed Shazad campaign. I don't know how much money he dropped. I don't even know if he... I don't even know if money was dropped. This is alleged, by the way. I don't want to get sued by him. (laughs) Alleged PR campaign. Didn't work though. Yeah, I was really shocked and kind of blindsided by the whole Emma Shahzad campaign. I was actually, I thought it was just a ploy. I don't know if it was actually a ploy to get him back into the T20 team. That would be a shocker. I just thought it was a ploy to at least get him a PSL spot. And then maybe if he performs well in the PSL, then there'll be talks, you know, another campaign to get him into the T20 side. But campaign dropped dead before it even started. It was not shocking, but interesting to see how it played out. I honestly thought that he would get picked in at least the bottom category, even if he wasn't played in any, any of the teams. But does it does seem like the PSL has closed its doors to Hamish Azad. Umar Akman also tried to do a political campaign. He went to London. He met one of the former prime ministers of Pakistan. And it looks like meeting that individual also did not work for Umar Akman because he also went unsold the PSL. He had a better chance of becoming a minister than playing for the PSL again. Both didn't happen. Shocked about the first one rather than the second one. So tough luck for Omar Akman, man. But I'm glad to see that chapter close. A name that sort of shocked me in the unsold list was Hader Ali. This guy was supposed to be the next generational talent in Pakistan. Uh, the guy to take over the reins from Babar Azam if the time comes. Just how aggressive he plays how attacking he is, his mindset. He was an under-19 prodigy and now he's gone unsold. He had a horrific season for Derbyshire. He had a forgetful national T20 Cup. Last PSL was also a flop for him. He was picked, I think, in the diamond or platinum category by Karachi Kings. And eventually, they had to drop him in the end because that's how bad his form was. Um, We have Ali Khan from Patreon. He says, Heather Ali has been such a disappointment. To imagine he was in the playing 11 versus India at the MCG. The rest, I'm not too bothered, but uh, hoping none of the others get near the national team. Yeah, spot on by Ali Khan. Like, this is how quickly the cricketing world will forget this. This is how the cricketing world has sort of evolved recently that you could be playing against India at the MCG in a World Cup match literally 12 months ago, and then 12 months later or 14 months later, you're not even in the PSL draft. So 
it just this is Heather Ali's doing. Like who who's gonna say that, you know, he wasn't given the chances or he wasn't boosted up on a pedestal to go out and perform the best as he could. He was given myriad of chances, chances that people are dying to get. He just blew them all. I specifically remember when he was playing against the T twenty series against New Zealand in New Zealand. The Tri series. The Tri series. No show, complete. There was a moment where he could have won the match for Pakistan if he went for the chase. Skied it on mid on. Like it was such a clear setup that it was just shocking that he actually fell for it. And that's just been his story, his lament since since the beginning of his career. Also, the a- way he got out against India at the World Cup and uh, like he went for clear the leg, mid wicket heave, gets caught out at the 45 or 50 meter mark. And Hardik Pandya's reaction to that dismissal, it just tells you everything you need to know. Exactly. And Heather Ali being dropped and not being picked in the PSL tells you everything you need to know as well. Just to round up the whole thing, uh, you know, there's more uh, guys who went unsold, you know, uh, Shurjil Khan, former spot fixing um, culprit, uh, Hussain Talat, we met, I met him uh, uh, here in Canada and he was a part of the Lahore Kalanders winning team. So for him to go unsold, kind of shocking. Amir Yamin, who I think is one of the best um, fast bowling all owners in Pakistan, also goes unsold. Mohamed Khurera, one of the upcoming emerging talents, goes unsold. Mohamed Musa, a test player, not picked. Danish Ajiz had a great um, national T20 Cup, also goes unsold. The question is, I mean, Pakistan, a country of over 250 million t- uh, people, only has six PSL teams. Do we need to expand the teams to eight, perhaps, so that more guys can get a chance? Obviously, I think that's in the cards for sure. I think, I don't know what the logistics and the economics of the PSL is right now. I don't know how many teams are actually making profits. I think they've started to make some profits by this point. It's been nine seasons, eight seasons, we're getting into our ninth. And it's just tough to do that. I would love to see a couple more teams added. Hatherbad is one that I would actually see, love to see had added. Maybe another team from KPK. Whatever the case may be, maybe a lower Punjab team. Sialkot, Faisalabad. Southern, yeah, exactly. Faisalabad is one of the contentions for sure. Hyderabad is one of the contentions. We'd love to see two more teams open up the horizon, broaden your spectrum, see more teams come and play. But then I also don't want to see a barrage of players coming in and the quality of this league going down that we sort of saw in the National T20 Cup. Karachi had like, it seemed like six teams at some point. You just want to make sure that there are enough teams, enough fine-tuned talent that it's still competitive. It's still fun to watch. Definitely, we'll see. We'll hope that. Uh, I definitely do think that there will be a situation where eight teams and we expand to ten eventually. But right now, stick with the six and make sure that the the, the competition is competitive. Yeah, uh, sounds good. I think that's that's a good way. Also, uh, just wanted yeah. to say that the youngins who didn't get picked and didn't get uh, any chances in the PSL, not anything alarming. Horera, Musa, Danish, they have a long career ahead of them. This is just the start. And uh, once they get their names onto the marquee, it'll be hard for them to stay away from the PSL. I genuinely believe that. Your top four teams looking at the, the final PSL uh, team rosters, tell me who it's going to be. Yeah, give me a second. Let me just pull this up. I'll, I'll go you. first. I'll, yeah, I'll, go I think it's going to be Lahore, uh, Multan, Islamabad, and I'm going to say for the fourth spot, a tie between Peshawar and Quetta. But if I have to pick one, I will pick Quetta. 
I think Lahore and Islamabad will be your finalists again. Um, I can say that unequivocally. I think they have a really good, really balanced team. They have hitters, they have explosives, they have really good fast bowling as well. So Lahore actually might actually go for a three-peat. Shai Hope is in this team, right? Lo- Lahore is just lacking uh, a quality spinner. It don't matter. They have four fastballers that can rip any, any, any batting lineup ever. I mean, Rajasthan you're, you're, is in there, right? You don't, you don't think he'll be able to play? He's not playing this season. He's not playing. He's, he has back surgery and uh, he's pronounced himself like not available. Sikandar Raza is a good spinner. Yeah, he could ball spin. Yeah. Okay. Why not? So I give Lahore, I think Lahore will be able to do a three-peat if I'm being very, very honest. I would be shocked if that doesn't happen. They're, they're, they're the favorites to go in. They, they're unbeatable right now, in my opinion. It'll be really hard to crush this team. But Lahore and Islamabad, I feel like it will be the finalists. And if you want to go top four, it's Lahore, Islamabad, obviously. And then Multan, Sultan, and Peshawar. And which team do you support on the PSL? Good question. Good question. I think I'm going to go with Lahore this time. I, want to, I like... Wow, jumping on the bandwagon. Sure. Where I, were you four seasons ago? I was shitting on Lahore. <laughs> that's, that's what I was. You know what? It's tough being a Karachi Kings fan. I was a Karachi Kings fan in the beginning, obviously. You know, associations with the city of Karachi. But it's just been one of those things where I had to jump, jump ship. It was just too much for me to handle Imad and Amir not being one of my favorite players, rubbing me the wrong way. Not literally, but you know what I mean. Just one of those things where it just feel like, felt like I didn't want to be a part of that mindset. I like winning mindsets. I'm not, I, was, I never lived in Chicago, loved the Chicago Bulls of the 90s. That's sort of the mentality that uh, Samin Rana and Shaheen Shahafidi have brought to the Lahore Kalandras. They're going for a three-peat, man. That's insane. That's, those are Michael Jordan numbers. And I love that. I want to support that. I love greatness. If they're able to pull it off, I want to be, I want to be a part of that. So that's why. If LQ pull off a 3P, we need to have Irfan Janejo make a documentary on how it happened. We'll love that. I think that'd be great. I don't know if he'll be able to get that access, but definitely need more the test type documentaries coming out of Pakistan. I think it has more drama in its teams and, and a lot more a lot more characters that people would be interested in. You know, Lahore already has a lot of uh, BTS dressing room videos after they win matches. And they're giving out iPhones and plots and cash prizes. And it just goes to show you the inner circle of Lahore and how things operate behind the scenes. So, I mean, for, for the fans to get closer to the game, I think, you know, a documentary on one of the PSL teams. You know, Mumbai Indians had a documentary on Netflix. Great to see how high-octane, high-pressured these matches are. We're watching on TV, but there's so much going on behind the scenes. And I think the fans deserve to see some PSL drama. I just don't know how comfortable these players and the management is to show that part of the team. I mean, time will tell. And genuinely would be happy to see how this plays out. The PSL 9 coming in, looking hot. It's going to be a good time, fun time. It's going to be the first time the backward point is actually going to be covering the PSL. We'll see how we can divide it up. Maybe we'll do every single match. Maybe we'll do the playoffs only. We'll see. Lots of exciting things coming up. Thanks for being a part of it, guys. I just want to say that out loud. If you're part of the YouTube gang, you know, leave a like, subscribe. Emoji of the day? Emoji of the day. What do you got? I think we should have some cards because, you know, a lot of trades happened. Trading cards. You know. King of Hearts, Queen of of Diamonds type stuff. Sure. Sure. If there's playing card emojis on uh, the Apple store or Android, definitely put that up in in the comment section. I have a lot of people in the Spotify gang who's also, who also like 
leave comments on to the the comment section in Spotify. Appreciate that. I wish there was a there was a way to reply to those things. Some people have some really good questions. Some people have some really good opinions on that as well. Just don't know how to reply to that from the backward point channel. So sorry about that, guys. If you guys want to be a part of the community again, the Patreon is down below. You can send in your questions. We leave all the topics in before we record the episode. So just so we, so we can have a discourse of what people are thinking and what people are actually wanting us to talk about. Some we're gonna start shooting topics at the Patreon uh, members to see what what they want us to talk about. Maybe we'll do a video for them in that regard. And just more and more exciting things come our way. We're almost inching towards 40,000 subscribers. That's insane. We just started this podcast literally a year ago. Restarted this podcast a year ago. And the fact that we're inching towards 40,000 at the end of the year, that's amazing. That's insane. You guys are the real MVPs. If we need to put all of our subscribers into a venue, we would need to sell Madison Square Garden twice. We'd, sold, we'd set out the National Bank of Pakistan Arena, which is the Karachi National Stadium, and there'd be people waiting outside. Nice. That's crazy, right? Nice. Who would have thought? Love you guys. Excited for what's happening next. Right now, Pakistan and Australia are battling it out in Perth. We're going to go back downstairs and watch that game and just cry on our pillows because it's going to be a tough one. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening.